In this installment of Jimmy Dean Keen Fiction, Jimmy's neighbor, Caroline Aber Guidry, has compared him to James Dean, rocked his world a little bit, and he got her a little drunk off tequila, and the following morning, she has gone back next door to her own house to sleep, but Jimmy finds himself in his own kitchen preparing coffee to take to her. He's reflecting a little bit to himself about how, until recently, he almost never prepared coffee for someone who stayed over at his actual house, much less a woman, much less would have ever felt bothered to not only prepare coffee for a woman, but take it to her when she didn't even stay the night. He feels okay about this. Guess I might as well make myself useful somehow. He thinks maybe he ought to ask her to go somewhere. He's maybe not feeling entirely bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, but he has a feeling, based on experience, that going out to walk around in the nice spring weather would significantly freshen him up and keep him from ruminating or being weird around his house all day. So he's thinking... Maybe I ought to ask her out. I mean, like, go somewhere with me today. Get us both out a little bit. Yeah, that might be nice. He's having a memory in which the light is subtly different from his real life. It's a lot brighter. Jimmy, approximately 10 years younger than he is now, is standing on some steps. And a very nice convertible car pulls up. It's not his black two-door Mercedes diesel coupe. It's a sparkly metallic European something or other that I don't really know about because I'm not a car guy. But the interior is white leather with dark wood accenting. Real wood, too, of course. And driving it is a young man, also in his early 20s, who somewhat resembles what Cole would have looked like at that age, but frankly, not nearly as handsome. He's got the dark hair. It's a little bit floppy, but he's sort of inexpertly styled it. He's taller than Jimmy and slender. They're both wearing suits, and Jimmy's suit is light, whereas this dude's suit is dark. Jimmy's wearing a lavender shirt, and this dude's wearing a white shirt. They're both wearing sunglasses. Unlike Cole, this dude is about as fair and pale as Jimmy. Also unlike Cole, this dude does not have anything even approaching a laid-back demeanor. He would never appear comfortable wearing a satin robe over no shirt, lounging on some outdoor furnishings, even though the climate is very clearly suited to all of that. Younger Jimmy says, Right on. Get in, bitch. This dude is affecting a little cocky swagger. Jimmy's entertained. Pops open the passenger door and hops in. Dude starts driving off. Neither of them is wearing a seatbelt, if those are even installed in the car. Glad you like it. I'm taking Sid out tonight and... I hope she likes it too. 
I don't know why she wouldn't. This is pretty decent. Where are you going? I have to figure that out. When I was in Chicago, this guy said, Whenever you pick up a girl, don't ask where she wants to go or tell her where you're going. Just say, get in. You're going to have the time of your life and go. Is that what you would do? I don't know. Are you asking to find out if that's what you should do? Because if you try to act too bossy to her, she'll give you an attitude. But maybe that's just me. Keep in mind, she flat out doesn't like me. So I don't think I could ever do anything right. You, on the other hand, coming from you, she'd probably think it was pretty hot. Jimmy's buddy thinks about this for a second, nods, taking this advice to heart. He'd like this girl to think he was hot. What's your strategy? Well, it's kind of the opposite, actually, because Quinn always knows the hottest spot to go. And frankly, I kind of understand my assignment is to just show up and look hot. (laughs) Young Jimmy laughs. He loves being a trophy boy. Very little effort on my part. Sometimes I tell her I'm going to pay. But she just laughs at me, and then she pays it anyway, so I get into all these groovy fucking places for free. His companion is fully in favor of this, too, grinning and nodding. Maybe your new nickname ought to be Toy Boy. (sighs) That's not bad. That's a step up, I think. If you want to start that... The first time I hear it, I'll pretend to be surprised. (sighs) They keep cruising in that brilliant sunlight. Palm trees overhead. The sky is the most incredible, saturated blue. In his present life, daylight is a little bit more filtered. It turns out that all along... Jimmy had curtains hanging in all of his windows, but he just never bothered to pull them. He has now. They're kind of translucent and a light color, so it's still extremely easy to see directly into his house, but the light is a little gauzier and softer. Jimmy has prepared two mugs of coffee, so he gets one in each hand and goes for his back door. He rests one cup on the counter while he opens the door lets himself out. He lets the door close behind him on its own. Walks next door to Caroline's kitchen door. Again puts a cup down at the top of her stoop and knocks. He's standing there chilling out. After a minute, he can hear her inside. I'll be right there. So he just kicks it for a minute, and she comes to the door. The time elapsed had been about as much time for her to get out of the bed, 
throw a bathrobe or house coat on and walk to the door as quickly as she could from the bedroom. She's got kind of dark circles under her eyes when she opens the door. Her hair is not at all tidy. Hey, Jimmy. Hey. <laughs> Sorry I woke you up. Did I, did I wake you up? Oh, well, I don't know if I was fall asleep. She tries to smooth her hair back with her hand. It pretty much works. He doesn't mind either way. I thought you might be feeling kind of... So, I brought you some coffee. Oh, God, Jimmy, you didn't have to do that at all. She doesn't look like she's been puking or is on the verge of it or anything, so... Jimmy decides to venture... You doing okay? Do you want to come out and sit in the backyard with me for a minute? It's really nice out, and I know I needed to get out of the house. Okay. She draws her robe around herself a bit closer, steps out onto the back stoop with him, and closes her door. They walk over to Jimmy's back patio where he's got the outdoor furnishings, lounge chairs and stuff. So he sits in one, and Caroline sits on the edge of another. They're in the sun, but not directly facing it. It's nice, cool enough to have a sweater, sweatshirt, or house coat on, but not so cold that one would shiver. Air smells nice and fresh. The cross between cool water and flowers that are starting to bloom smell of fresh earth, the way that wood smells when it gets wet, rain-dampened cobblestones, and the patio of the Keen house isn't in pristine condition. There's a statue that's typical of that certain southern style, and it's a bit weather-worn. There's a crack in it. There's an elevated area that is the size and shape that Caroline is certain it used to be a swimming pool, but there's sod or grass on the top now, and it's just kind of dead space. There's wooden split rail fencing dividing the rear portion of the property where she lives from the main backyard, and there's a little outbuilding in which there's a washer and dryer she can use on her side of the fence. But the entire property, his and hers, has wrought iron fencing at the very back property line. And bits of his are kind of nicely DIY'd back together where parts had been maybe falling down. So it's all very adequate, but doesn't feel like the type of backyard you couldn't hang out in. Jimmy's lounging like a lizard or a cat in the sun. And Caroline's enjoying this. Yeah, this is nice. This is a good idea, Jimmy. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for giving me an excuse to do it, too, because I didn't wake up in perfect condition today myself. And <laughs> left to my own devices, i certainly just going to rot. So, speaking of that, you want to go somewhere today? Oh, I didn't have specific plans, no. 
Well, me neither. I honestly don't even know what people do during the day except go to work. And I'm pretty sure that you don't want to come to a salvage yard or an auto auction with me. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> well, you never know, Jimmy. Honestly, I might, but no, <laughs> you're right. Not today. Okay, well, if you ever do want to go in the future, just let me know. Sure, I can fit you in the car. <sighs> do you know how to drive? I could even hire you sometime as like a tandem driver if I end up buying something that actually works. <sighs> wow, well, if you ever end a pinch like that, yeah, sure, let me know. I don't know if I can drive real good, but I suppose it would depend on the situation. <laughs> okay. All right, get you on deck. So, whenever you're feeling up to it, yeah, just pick a place and let's head out. Okay. You know what you're getting yourself into? Probably not. <laughs> they take their time, but not too much later. They've had their coffee, chit-chatted a little bit, split up to get ready, and met back up, both prepared to go out and about. Jimmy's not trying to be too fancy. He's wearing trousers, long sleeve shirt, a wool blazer or light pea coat type of thing. Caroline's wearing acid wash jeans and a little shirt with puffy sleeves. She's carrying a sweater, looking a lot fresher than she did earlier. But Jimmy didn't even mind seeing her like that. So the fact that she put on a little lip color or something to zhush herself up is apparent to him because of the contrast. And he appreciates the fact that she did a little something different. He's understanding that women don't just kind of pop right up out of bed like that every day. He's got his car keys. So, should we drive or walk? Caroline deliberates on this a minute. She takes a couple steps, like she's testing herself out. Looks kind of happy. Well, I'm feeling alright to walk if you want that. Sure, I could use the exercise. He puts his keys in his pocket. I used to go to the gym all the time, and I've been pretty well slacking off lately. I go sometimes, but ain't like it once was, just say that. It's alright, it comes and goes, as far as I'm concerned. They're on a little stroll along the bayou from Jimmy's house towards the bridge that leads to the art museum. Do you want we should go to Lanyap? Jimmy vaguely remembers this word again, has some sort of dusty recollection that it's a place he might be interested in. Yeah, sure. You lead the way. Okay, thank you. See, this is nice. Good for me to get out and stretch on my bones, too, because a couple months back, I fell down, hurt my knee. Oh, yeah, it was fine, but I cut it up real good, and then it was just kind of sore for a while. Had to start working myself back into it, going for walks and such. Sometimes that's a chore for me anyway, because 
Well, I was in that wreck the one time, and I kind of, she lightly massages the back of her neck. Messed myself up a little bit. Still working on it. I could never judge a person for not being fit, you know, because I'm certainly not. Jimmy unabashedly looks her up and down as a part of his brain belatedly thinks, oh, maybe you shouldn't, but it's too late, and she doesn't seem to mind anyway, if she even noticed. I think if anybody is complaining, they can just shut the fuck up. (sighs) Thanks, Jimmy. And that's right. Anybody complains about you, then just write them off. Forget about them. Ain't worth your time. She looks at him, a little playfully, but not seductively. And although he's not sure if called to question it, whether his impression is reliable or just a reflection of his own kind of self-image, he doesn't think she has a problem with what she's looking at in him either. Yeah, I don't really have too much of a problem with that, personally. They say one person's trash is another person's treasure anyway, so. Well, you're not exactly trash. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. 